Batman Universe. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Batman Universe podcast. This is episode 157. Uh, I'm a liar because I said I wouldn't be counting down or counting up anymore, but I just did. So, you know, consider that one it's okay. for you guys. It's okay. Out we, there. we earned it. Indeed. Yes. Yeah. So you've been good this year. So we're giving it to you. I am one of your hosts, Jamie McGow Magoo Magoonical. I'm not sure which one. And join me as always, my bat buddy, chum, partner in crime, Andy DiGenova. Hello, Andy. Hey, that's me. That's Hello. you. That's me. I'm on the show. Why, hey, Mom. <laughs> uh, hello, Jamie, and hello, uh, Batman fans out there. What's we up, are, uh, We're ready for another episode of all kinds of fun Batman news as we slowly get to the release of Batman v Superman. Indeed. It is, uh, it's out there. It's not out in theaters for the rest of us, but this movie is circulating around you pretty much can't get away from it at this point i mean there are ads for it all over the place uh i played a video game last night that had the batmobile and then i watched a youtube video shortly after and the ad for it was batman v superman in an unrelated video so i mean this thing is just full bore everywhere right now and i couldn't be happier about it i'm i feel delighted and excited Yes. We're like, uh, we're 12 days away. That is ridiculous. So, so only one more of these. And then by the time we do the next one, we'll have already seen the movie. <sighs> that's so weird that that's a real thing to say, and that's true. It is. It, it is. We're that close. I'm so happy. I'm just, uh, I'm just so happy. I'm so happy I've lived this long. I know, exactly. <laughs> it was touch and go for a while, but here we are. Do not die in the next 12 days, Andy. That's just... You and I, I I'm, that's our goal. I'm going to wrap myself in bubble wrap and sit in my bedroom <laughs> for the next 12 days. I'm calling out of work. This is this is it. This is I'm not doing anything. I'm taking else. no chances. <laughs> uh, so in the in light of people seeing this movie, um uh, there have been some discussions hovering around um you know, knowing that these viewings and these screenings that are happening are definitely kind of inside people and privileged screenings. There's obviously uh, a lot of secrecy uh, around what they're supposed to keep, uh, you know, and, and they're, they're supposed to keep secrets, um, you know, NDAs and all that. Uh, but, you know, nonetheless, people can't help but at least say something about this movie. And so we've seen various people. Um, I think, Andy, you were telling me how emojis were, were the way yeah. that everybody was going about it uh, overall. But there has been a couple um, unspoilery reviews that have circulated, and I grabbed a couple. Yeah, I've seen edits. no real spoilers, which is great. Like, yeah. like people are seeing the movie now. Um, they had, like, the exhi- exhibitor screenings last week. So on Twitter, there was tons of emoji reactions, but no spoilers. And then um, even the stuff that I'm seeing, like, on message boards and and reddit and things like that still no spoilers so right now people are still being very respectful um i'm afraid that the dam is going to break after those may or not may when march 21st uh screenings those monday screenings for the fans i feel like i'm gonna have to like get off the internet until thursday yeah. night because at that point it'll just be open season yeah it's gonna be madness it's gonna be a free-for-all uh but that being said we did. I I kind of put on here, and I don't know if you're feeling okay. I didn't I didn't clear this with Andy first, but I think I think we're probably all right with these because these reviews off of Reddit are pretty safe overall. 
Mm-hmm. And and so uh, if you don't, if you're too scared, go ahead. You don't, you can skip the next thirty seconds, and that's fine. Uh, but we had one from uh, that I grabbed uh, from a guy whose username is I am a Mormon. Don't judge, uh, <laughs> which is a great username. And uh, he said he saw the movie, and this is what he said. He said, "You can choose to believe me or not, but I will answer any questions people have for me using my knowledge of what I saw in the film. Is it better than Man of Steel?" Both movies are very similar, similar tonally, but I think the majority of the audience will enjoy this movie more. Does Ben Affleck do the role justice? No pun intended. I believe he is the best interpretation of Batman on screen yet, and fans of the graphic novel The Dark Knight Returns are in for a treat. This is a scene between. There is a scene between him and Superman that made the whole audience shed a tear, including me. Did the trailers in? Did the trailers ruin the movie? Absolutely not. I was genuinely surprised with how many surprises they had in the movie. And they actually had – there was one other line that there, that was in there that I felt was maybe even a little too spoiler, spoilery for our show. Uh, so I clipped that out. But, you know, all oh, in all – nice. All in all, man, got to love that. I, I, I yeah. love that with you. That's great. Yeah, that's all good stuff. Um, it definitely feels like – I mean, it's, it's going to be in, along the lines of Man of Steel because it's – a sequel to Man of Steel. Um, but I do, I am liking that, that everyone seems to think it's an improvement on Man of Steel and everyone totally. seems to think that, uh, general audiences will like it more than Man of Steel, which is, which is what the movie should do. Um, also interesting that the, he mentions the scene that made the whole edi- audience shed a tear. Um, right. because that's what, uh, Anthony Bresnikan from EW, he said something very similar about, you know, there, there's a scene that even the most hard hearted fan will, you know, will turn into mush or something like that. So, um, excited to see whatever that could be. I'm thinking it's either one of two things. I'm going to go with bro hug, you know, like nothing too long, just, just a nice, like respectful bro hug or, (laughs) or the good game butt pat. I mean, both of those. It's probably the second. Yeah. I mean, either of those are, I'm immediately, you know, going iron giant full, you know, cry fest but uh <laughs> but i love i love Superman. that <laughs> oh god don't even that's, a don't ba- even, that's don't what batman's even, gonna do don't even do that andy like i'll i'll cry right now just thinking of that damn movie um but dude yeah like you gotta love it because it's like we obviously know they're gonna reconcile um but to have it be sounding sounding like it's gonna be such a moving uh, moment is is wow what a triumph you know because you kind of expect them to sort of mutually go all right we're we're not enemies we're good we, you know and then the relationship yeah. to build a little bit more but but for it to be like that is is i'm very excited to hear that i know i know i can't wait yes um but it's not the only reaction we got. There's another user from Reddit, uh, JW Titled. He said, so I thought I'd post my thoughts on the film. I'm not going to reveal how or why I got access to a screening, so you don't have to believe a word I'm saying. Just felt like putting this out there. The film is great, much better than I was expecting. This is coming from a person that generally didn't love Man of Steel. And then in parentheses, he says, it was okay. I'm just going to post some quick thoughts. Ben Affleck is the most comic book accurate Batman and Bruce Wayne we've ever seen. He really gives it his all. In my opinion, the greatest Batman on film to date. Henry shines as Superman more so than he did in Man of Steel. I'll just say this. WB has put together a dream team with Terry's script and Snyder's visuals. It works amazingly. I can't wait to see what they do with Justice League. Let's go, DC. Dude, I love 
that this guy thought Man of Steel was okay and ends this with let's go DC. Like that I uh, that warms my heart because the the DC love I think is is out there for sure, but you know, it's definitely a tumultuous thing I think for people. And yeah, it's a little it, more it, controversial than it should be or divisive. Yeah, it's it's very easy to be a Marvel fan nowadays and be like Team Marvel, blah blah blah. You know, um, cinematically, it's it's kind of it's kind of different. So to see that this clearly has put him on, you know, not necessarily put him on Team DC, but at least to the point where he's not just saying up with the movie, but up with the brand is is so great, is so great, and what a great review. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's great. And again, I what I what I really love and what's so important is that as much as I love Man of Steel, and you know how much I love it, it was my favorite movie of 2013. I love it, so I'm not worried about me. I know I'm going to love this movie. Um, but for the people who didn't love Man of Steel, this movie's got to win them over and get them excited about DC on film. And so it really sounds like that's what's happening, and that's what needs to happen. So that makes me extremely excited. Totally. Totally, man. I 100% agree. And, and I, I agree with you on, on Man of Steel. Obviously, we see eye to eye on that. And so, you know, it's just like, man, uh, if, if this is winning people over in that way, it's like, oh, boy, it's tempering my excitement is my biggest challenge, you know, and not know, getting over enthused. <laughs> I understand because mine is just like if I if I focus on it too much, it's just going to make the next 12 days just go way too slowly. And so I'm like, just trying to forget about it and push it to the back of my mind because I'm uh, like, I just needed to get here. Yeah. I literally stayed. Uh, I, the other night I had a very restless night's sleep and majority of my dreams were about Batman V Superman. And I told my girlfriend, I was like, I was like, I had a crappy night's sleep, but I was up like just dreaming. I kept having dreams about Batman v Superman. She's like, you are so like way so excited about this movie. Like she didn't say, you know, too excited because she knows me. But it's just like, I'm like, man, I yeah, I don't think in the past I've had this issue. So, man, just to have a time machine right now. I know. I feel Uh, you. Yeah. So anyways. Moving on a so little anyway, bit. So anyway, that's all, all good stuff. And again, I'm seeing I'm seeing just more of these reactions pop up everywhere right yeah. now. And and thank God everybody is is not spoiling things. But I've not seen a single negative one from people who have seen it. That's crazy. Which that's- is really exciting. As again, especially considering kind of the bad buzz that happened a couple weeks ago. Um, it seems like you know that didn't have a lot of grounding because all these people who are seeing the film are all coming back with very positive things to say. It's one of those movies that you know people are going to they want to dislike it, you know? They they want yeah. to dislike it, they want to go and bash it. And so for it to not have happened yet other than that one time that was by a person who hadn't screened it as far as we knew, um, you know, yeah, that's it's looking real good. Looking real good. Yes. Is there? All right. So moving forward. Yes, sir. So a uh, little bit of interview with uh, Mr. Terrio, uh, who was the uh, writer for Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice, and uh, he talked a little bit about what went into uh, researching each member 
of the Justice League. So talking a little bit. So I guess this is, I should have probably put this in Justice League news, but man, these things are all kind of blending together. It's so connected, please. yeah. And right now, every everyone's on the campaign trail for Batman v Superman. So we're just getting so many interviews with Ben Affleck and Zack Snyder and now Chris Terrio. You know, the conversation starts with Batman v Superman, but of course, then turns to Justice League in the future. So eh, it's all part of the same the same stew there. Agreed. You you sold me on it. All right, good. <laughs> so yeah, he he talked with the Washington Post recently and uh, shed some light on why he has signed on to the movie. And uh, this is what he said. He said, "Given the scale, you would think the whole thing has a corporate stench, but the way that we worked there was this quality of." I can't believe they're letting us do this. In superhero stories, Batman is Pluto, god of the underworld, and Superman is Apollo, god of the sky. That began to be really interesting to me, that their conflict is not just due to manipulation, but their very existence. I think that's actually more on the end of, of talking about Batman v Superman than Justice League, but, you know, right. it, could, it could go either way. And then uh, he added a little bit uh, about Wonder Woman and adding her to the mix. And he said, if you bring in a character in a kinetic way, then you accept the reality more easily. Uh, you know, so obviously everybody talking about, um, you know, how are they going to hodgepodge these things together? How are they going to, you know, and hopefully not let it just be that hodgepodge. Um, so sounds like a lot of thought went into that as well. Um, and then he said, following that, uh, about uh, Atlantis and bringing the Amazons and everything together. He said, if you told me the most rigorous drama, I can't even say this word, dramaturgical and turgical, that sounds terrible, dramaturgical, and intellectual product of my life would be superhero movies, I would have said you are crazy. But, you know, again, I think we've gone back to seeing, um, you know, how they're approaching these fi- these films. They're not just going superheroes. They're going into the lore and the mythos of, of gods and demigods and, and you know, ancient warriors and, and all of these other things to help kind of push forward the whole superhero mentality because or the superhero identity because you know if you just say hey this guy is a super guy with a cape you know tough sell but these guys know that there's so much writing that is behind these already and so much they can pull from that kind of brings this validity to it it's no surprise that they're saying hey you know they're talking about you know, like you said, uh, uh, Apollo, God of the sky, and Pluto, God of the underworld. You know, it's those are huge themes, and you know, I think it's um, a better outreach to to more people and a better understanding for more, for more people. So, you know, there's well, and, a reason- and Terrio here, he the, you can't say the dude didn't do his homework. I mean, he's the way he's just talking about it. He's put a lot of thought into it, and then he goes on and he talks about how uh, he studied red and blue shifts in electromagnetic physics. To, to consider and think about when writing The Flash, he investigated deep sea biology in the Mariana Trench to create the world of Aquaman, and he read uh, the Greek historian De- Deodorus of Sicily's account of the war between Amazon and Atlantis to better understand Wonder Woman. Yes. So, like... Like this is like really deep research. You th- you know some writers go, "I ah, just you just make it up." But oh my god, he dove in head first, no pun intended, especially yeah. talking about the Mariana Trench. Um yeah. <laughs> and I, I love that he talks about the war between the Amazons and the Atlanteans cuz that's something we've seen in the comics. Um really interesting that he calls it out here. So, uh I mean right. He's he's given he's bringing his A game to these superhero movies and I think that that's that's awesome. 
Yeah, absolutely. It's what it it's what it needs, and it's giving it the respect that I think uh, you know most of us who are fans already you know hope it deserves, and and just again you know that easier sell for everybody. So, dude, Terrio, love it, buddy. Do yeah, the Lord's and then he work. also okay. he also said uh, that he feels like Justice League is going to have a lighter tone than Batman v Superman because uh, he ca- he considers Batman v Superman to be kind of the Empire Strikes Back of a trilogy that started with man of steel and then will end with justice league. Uh, and so he said, you know, it just makes sense for, for that middle chapter to be the darkest. Uh, but he's, he's already talking about how that tone is going to shift for justice league, which is also really cool and exciting. Totally. Totally. It makes sense. I mean, think about the title Dawn of justice, you know, it's like, that's right. If we've learned anything from no night is darkest. Oh, sorry. You got it. No, you're you're right there. (laughs) We should have said it. Sorry. I I stepped on it. I'm so bad. Sorry. We should have counted down. Oh boy. So, so Jamie, what did we learn from no (laughs) one? I don't remember. Where am I? (laughs) <laughs> you said it you already said it man the night is darkest before the dawn night i'm so darkest sorry before the dawn no no it was your we were on the same page yes that's right that's right uh we just stepped on each other's line like in yeah. ghostbusters with Kristen wig and melissa mccarthy oh indeed or we crossed the streams which could have been bad but oh my God. i feel like that's good that's a big twinkie yeah all right <laughs> <laughs> moving forward uh lex corp the official website for LexCorp has launched. This yes. company is apparently gathering data through cognitive tests in an effort to build an operating system that can behave more human. So it went live. Um, and what does this new operating system have to do with Batman v Superman? How is it going to incorporate into the story? Uh, we don't know. Um, just how many sectors and industries does LexCorp operate in? Uh, it's looking to build, uh, LexCorp is looking to build kind of its version of Siri that thinks and behaves like a human. Um, surely fans of DC Comics can make some connections of uh, different AI that could. Uh, could become self-aware that perhaps this is the start of, um, mm. but we'll just have to see. Have you gone on to the LexCorp site? I haven't had a chance. No, I, I honestly, when I was doing the show notes, opened it to do that. And then once like an hour or whatever had passed and I finished the show notes, I just closed my computer down. And so I looking at this now, I was like, Oh, I never actually went and did and then figured out what the site does. So guys go out there. That's your homework. Go out there and, uh, you know, well, I, I don't know. Actually, I don't want to push too hard because, you know, if you don't want to join in with LexOS, you know, I understand. I totally get it. Uh, the security, security of it all may be, you know, a bit, a bit shaky on your, on your nerves knowing who Lex might, might uh, be. But uh, I, love, I love just the whole momentum of this and, and obviously the idea behind it, uh, especially the seeds that it plants in your mind. Uh, as you hinted at, Andy, of who this could potentially be leading to or what it could be leading to. Um, but and, and especially as we said this whole time, you know, this is this is really what we're going towards. I mean, you look at what Boston Dynamics is building with their robots in real life and how these operating systems are really are thinking for us. They're reminding us to do things that we had forgotten to do and telling us whose birthdays are this and that. And, you know, it's like, it, it just is again one of those things that it's grounded in enough reality where it's like oh you know you, you got to love the thought uh, behind this whole thing but yeah I got to get in there and check it out for myself as well. 
Yeah, I uh, I haven't seen it yet, but I do know that like I, I had a friend post, uh, and it was like a LexCorp badge, but with his own photo in it. So I know that last year Jurassic World did something similar where it uh, you could get like a an InGen badge with your own as if you were working there, and so it seems like now you can also get a LexCorp badge. So I might have to do it just for that. Yeah, totally. I mean. And if I get a job out of it, out of some strange LexCorp, you know, company that I didn't know existed, well, I'm not going to turn it down. I'm at least going to check nah, it out, right? I'll sell my soul yeah. for LexCorp for a healthy salary and a nice 401k. I'm not a proud man. Yeah. I mean, if I get my head ripped off by a robot in the process, I mean, it's a pretty cool way to go, I got to say. What a way to go. I mean, you know, that's worth to- putting on a gravestone. <laughs> All right. Yes, indeed. So, guys, go out there and check out uh, what Lex OS may have to offer for you in its beta testing. Uh, you're helping them build a more human system. So, you know, it's not built yet. So maybe you have a chance to steer this in the direction of humanity and good uh, before, you know, before uh, Skynet takes over and all that. Uh, so, anyways, moving on Man. to a little other news. Uh, Real D has unveiled, and this one I was like, is this merch? Is it not? No, this is part of the viewing experience, so I kept this in here. But they have unveiled the Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman themed 3D glasses set to go on sale in select theaters later this month for the movie. Uh, so I, this is not the first movie that's done this. Uh, I'm trying to think of what, what um, the um, last one was. I feel like Avengers Age of Ultron saw. did it. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Yes, they had. Like I feel like had, both Avengers movies had something similar to this, where the glasses are—they're not just standard 3D glasses, but they're like fully themed out. Um, and so, yeah, you yeah. get one for each of the main superheroes in this film, and I want them all. I'll wear the hell out of these. These are so cool, uh, <laughs> especially yeah, because man. they work with my TV at home. So it's like I will sit there and you know in a year's time, be watching Batman v Superman in 3D at home in these glasses. That is awesome. Yeah, that is definitely a very big advantage to this whole thing because, as we know, you know, the whole 3D thing, it's kind of back and forth and up and down and all this. But, you know, uh, a lot of people like yourself, Andy, do have the 3D TVs at home. And so what a great way to be able to just, like, really, you know, it's it's essentially putting on your fan jersey, you know, to watch the game. It's like these, yeah. are, your, these are your viewing goggles, right? You got to do yeah, it. Yeah, they're so cool. I love them. Um, and yeah, I've had so. very bad luck in getting them in the past from like an actual theater and I've had to like go on eBay and get a pair. So we'll see. Yeah, like I went on yeah. eBay and got like a Captain America pair for, uh, for Avengers. So for this, if, if my theater doesn't have them, I'll have to go on and try and see if I can get a set. Why? Yes, I don't know why yeah, they wouldn't well. make these more readily available. Cause Lord knows the fans <laughs> yeah. want them. Well, yeah, at the very least, you know, even after, um, you know, if they get, like, kind of keep them exclusive for screenings at first, you would think that after a while they would say, well, you know, um, I don't think the people who are not that enthusiastic about seeing it right away are probably not going to be as enthusiastic about buying a pair of these later on. So might as well just kind of sell them to the masses for home viewing, uh, you know, so hopefully they do. Uh, because well, and especially because, pretty- like, it, it gives you an incentive to buy a 3D ticket, like... I yeah. I honestly don't care if I see it in 3D, but if I knew that this was there, I would go see it in 3D just to get these. Yeah, absolutely. There's there's uh there's a truth to that and that uh, you know, no matter how big of a fan you are, you know, there's just 
at least in some sense. I know for me, I'm not a huge collector, but it's like every time I see stuff like this, I'm like, but can I not have it? Like, does that yeah. seem sane? <laughs> that doesn't seem sane to not have it. <laughs> well, and these are very reasonable collectibles. They're small. They're inexpensive. They're easy. You know, they're not going to take up a lot of space. You know, like they're, they're, these right. are these are good collectibles. It's not like a massive, you know, life-size armored Batman, which I would love, but I don't have room for yeah. it and I don't have an extra $10,000 or however much it costs. So, um, you know, that's a little out of my range, but a little little $3 pair of glasses I can totally get down on. That's right. That's right. You're you're being reasonable, Andy. That's all it is. Come on. So anyway, I hope I get I hope I can get a pair of these um normally and if not, I'll just go online and try and find them. Um anyway, a little bit more news that apparently WB and Zack Snyder had actually wanted to bring Christian Bale back into the DC universe um for Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice. So according to Zack Snyder, certain folks at Warner Brothers um, were having a hard time that Christian Bale was no longer going to be Batman. So uh, in order to kind of make it very clear that that era was over, Snyder wanted to hire Christian Bale into the DCEU, but as someone else. So this is what he said. He said, this is a total and opposite reality from the Chris Nolan movies. It's another universe. So we couldn't hire Christian Bale, even if we wanted to, because he doesn't exist in our world. Maybe we could hire him to play another part. We did talk about it briefly. I just wanted to hire Christian to play another part to make it obvious. Christian could play like Alfred with age makeup. No, of course not. But you know what I mean? Even people at the studio would say, who are you getting from the other movies? And I was like, hey, come on, guys. Let's all understand it's a different world. In the Batman universe that Chris Nolan created, Superman would have a hard time existing. That's why we did a reboot on the universe, so we could allow these characters to exist together. We needed to do that to have Batman exist in this world. So it makes perfect sense overall, just the fact that, like, hey, guys, the Nolan films were amazing, but they're over. Time to move forward. Time to do something different. And uh, I like the idea of... Of number one, I love the idea of keeping Christian Bale in the family because I love the guy. He was an amazing totally. Bruce Wayne and Batman. Um, I'd love to see him do Harvey Dent. If oh, I man. if I had to, if if I had to fan cast Christian Bale, Harvey Dent. Totally. That's totally. that's my. Would it be Look a little American too weird? Psycho. Yeah. Would it be Would it be too weird? I don't care. I think he would kill it, and it would be amazing. Um, but I love the idea of of casting him in the future. Honestly, I think he'd be up for it. Well, and I think he's so versatile where he is he is a transformative actor. You know, he's not one of those people that, you know, you see him and it's like, well, you know, I like him, but basically he always plays him. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, he's, he definitely can transform. So I, I, I don't think I would be as jarred as my initial reaction would be. I think it would be like, oh, yeah, you know, but yeah, you totally see why, um, you know, you got to avoid that confusion completely, you know, because mm. if you if you keep those little kind of hints and those nods to the other universe, then you end up with like this. Well, is it new? Is it not? You know, and which which could actually just complicate your story even more, which it's already a pretty complicated story to try and tell on its own, even starting yeah. from scratch. So um, but yeah, I, I love that. You know, there, there was definitely still love. For Christian Bale, um, just knowing that he, he was such a huge part of the previous universe. Um, but, you know, I just I would I hope that, you know, the in my mind, I was just imagining not I hope because this is, sounds terrible. But I was just imagining Zack Snyder walking up to Christian Bale, putting his hand on his shoulder and saying, 
I'm sorry, Christian, but you don't exist in this universe. <laughs> and just like the earth shattering moment, like the heartbreak of oh. that moment. Like, I don't exist in your world anymore. It's so sad. Oh, jeez. Um, oh, my God. That's I doubt amazing. it went so, down like that. but. <laughs> so, Jamie, who would you cast Christian Bale as if you uh, had the choice? Ooh. Um... Oh my gosh! I don't know that that Harvey Dent is a very good sell. Um, I, I would almost be inclined to really go for something drastic, um, just because I love I loved so much of that aspect of Christian Bale as is, is his ability to transform. So I would oh, almost, it's so true, yeah. I would almost want to challenge him to do something like Mister Freeze or something like that, where it's like I wouldn't I wouldn't just looking at him go, oh well, yeah, obvious. I'd be like, whoa. I don't know, but just knowing his commitment to the role, I'm sure he would just absolutely bring it. And the nice thing about Mr. Freeze, too, if I'm going on that route, is that um, you kind of get way away a little bit more from the, the jarring nature of seeing that actor as a person. Whereas, you know, with Harvey Dent, you still see half of his face as himself. With Mr. Freeze, you know, I mean, most of the costumes, he's he's got goggles and then he's got, you know, his head shaved and, and um, depending on how you do it. Uh, it could be enough of a transformation where not only is his performance different, but visually he's different. So I'm going to say for now, Mr. Freeze, just off the top, just because I just, I kind of, I don't know, for whatever reason that stuff. That's with fun. Me. I dig that. Yeah. I dig that. That's yeah. cool. I just would I love to see totally him pursue down. it, you know? It would be so cool to see him, to because I think he would get that ledger uh, style of, of, of uh, commitment, you know? To just the absolute, just head over heels, like going for it, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, and I, um, I've heard other people say Oliver Queen, uh, which mm. I could, I, I could see that too. Like, I think that would be cool too. Yeah, yeah, I could see it. Yeah, he gets, he gets the little bit of the blonde goatee going. Yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah, just. It, I mean, it, I'd be cool with seeing him do whatever. You know, like I, I, he's he's someone you trust, and you know that he's going to be good. So I'm totally cool with it. Um, yeah, he's hard to peg because of his versatility. You know. Exactly. So, and and he's and again, like he could kind of do anything. You could make him the penguin, and he would gain a hundred pounds and be amazing. Yeah, and he would die for the role because it's apparently he's done it. His doctor has said no more body transformation. Oh, You're really? Yourself. Yeah, because he after uh, he did the Machinist, and right. then he did Batman Begins. So that was like he went from like an emaciated one hundred and five pounds to Batman Begins, where he was pretty pretty big you know oh, yeah, he so was he huge, was probably right. closer to like 170 or something like that so put on a ton of weight and then he went and did rescue dawn i think in between begins and the dark knight if i'm not mistaken and okay. rescue dawn he was like a pow so he went down back down again to something not quite so small but something in the range of like 120 pounds and then had to regain the weight again for the dark knight and his doctor was like uh, if you keep doing this, you're going to die <laughs> because I guess I think it was his li- liver failure is what he cited because oh my the fluctuation of weight um, was just way too dramatic on him. So I mean, um, it makes sense. You know, yeah. Yeah. So then he went for American Hustle and was like, all right, you know, I'll get fat for this one. That one's an easier go anyway. <laughs> and he was so good in that. Like when you, when you talk about so transformation, good. like it, I, I didn't even see Christian Bale. 
Exactly, exactly. So yeah, that's that's why he's he's so hard to peg, you know, for oh yeah, he's obviously gotta be this. It's like he could do it all, man. Well, I I hope that he does rejoin the family. I think it's good to have a, a couple movies with you know without him, just to to, to yeah. make to give us that distance. But man, I I would love to see him some come back and do something. And and I love that they've talked about it. Again, I think he would be game. I think that he loves this stuff. Um, and so uh, I guess you know we'll wait and see. But I think it would be really really cool. I agree. I definitely agree. Cool. All right. Is it- What's next? Suicide Squad. Oh, let's talk Suicide Squad. Let's. So not not much in the realm of story, but we did get some uh, visual fun, right, Andy? I think this. Yes. Um, I think this first one. I can't remember if you shared this with me. I think, or maybe we talked about it, and it was like the. It's this new kind of. Uh, they they're having a lot of fun playing with the text of this movie to to give it the feel, you know. So it's like well, along with what we've seen, which you know, as of right now, we're not getting really any more clips. You know, we're in. It's it's Batman v Superman season. It's not Suicide Squad season. So it's like yeah, you know, they're 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 letting us. They're keeping us. Uh, you know, on our toes, reminding us, hey, this movie is still coming. Don't forget about it in great little ways. Um, and so they released a new poster, uh, just a movie poster uh, that says hashtag Suicide Squad. And it looks like it's made out of like lollipops, like candy. And uh, with a cue with, uh, that looks like a lollipop with a little skull, that little skull face that we've seen a couple times in it. So just again, kind of playing on that really fun colorful loud nature of this movie you know yeah yeah the the poster itself is pretty the the poster itself is pretty it's not hugely or drastically different than what we've already seen you know it is kind of the same logo but just in candy but i love it again it's it's really cool and they continue to celebrate their own style so i think that's cool i I, and it's smart to back off from suicide squad while they're pushing batman v superman um because then they're gonna have what four months to really push suicide squad really hard after. And my understanding is, is that, um, when Batman V Superman ends, you're going to be like dying to see suicide squad. Yeah. So take that as you will. Um, yes. And so, so yeah, the poster I think is really cool. Very sweet, if you will. Um, and then (laughs) they also, they released a bunch of uh, tattoo designs of for all the different characters, and uh, these are really cool. And it's not, you know, like we saw the skull designs before. These are a lot more unique to each character, um, and kind of really plays with the iconography of each character. So even though none of these designs have the actual like. Well, I mean, no, not none of them have the actual face of the character, but some of them have their masks kind of built into the design. Uh, they're really yeah. cool tattoos. So you've got the Joker, Deadshot, uh, Katana, El Diablo, Slipknot, Killer Croc, Captain Boomerang, Rick Flag, Enchantress, and of course Harley Quinn. Yes, indeed. Which one of these is your favorite, Andy? That's a great question. Um, <laughs> I wasn't going to make it easy on you. I was going to catch yeah. you right off the – you got me with that, that Christian Bale casting thing, and I just – I panicked. And so now you're, now you're totally giving it back. Payback. Um, Payback. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. Like I'm kind of torn between Killer Croc and Harley Quinn. Yes, yes. I, I would have to agree uh, definitely on the Killer Croc one, but I actually find uh, 
when I was looking at these a little bit more up close. And you guys can check these out on Instagram. They have them on the Suicide Squad page, um, kind of like in more of a full-page fashion. Uh, and uh, the Enchantress one I really liked because it's just ah. got all these cool like morphing skulls. And I think just the symbol and the co- – like it just feels like this amazing, like really well-put-together symbol. Um, and it's, it's very cool. It's, it's kind of a surprising, you know, because it's not like Enchantress. I'm like, oh yeah, Enchantress is number one fan right here. Um, right. <laughs> which obviously makes me British as well. Um, <laughs> for whatever reason. Uh, but yeah, just, uh, you know, all of these are very cool. The killer croc is definitely a standout one. Um, but I, I just love that they're doing this just because I'm like, here we go. Like, just going to be seeing these everywhere. I mean, the, they always post everybody's cool fan tattoos. But, man, I mean, these are going to be littered all over people's bodies around the world. I know it. Yeah, I'm, I'm just going to get the set all over my back. Yeah, might as well. Like, You know, just go crazy. Whatever. You're not a true fan if you don't get all of them, Andy. You know? I, I, I agree. I agree. You gotta I didn't want to say it, but... <laughs> so uh i know i know I'll, I'll prove it it's fine um no no real news for wonder woman this week there were a couple of set photos that made their way out there but honestly nothing uh, drastically different than what we've seen already so nothing to really dive into there however yeah, i saw those and i just didn't I, I was like you guys can check them out yourselves they're floating around online but there's really not enough to offer there you know more than what we've seen it's just you know if you are insatiable to see you know every little step of the way um then go check those out online they're around exactly um but there's some really big news around justice league and a little bit of casting that took place that um got a lot of people very excited yeah, this is this is you know not one of those uh, uh, castings like many of them in the past that is very controversial and very mixed. Um, you know, I think overall this casting is a little bittersweet just because he's done so well as another character in the past that people hate to see him go away as that character, but he's so fitting for this character that he's going to be playing. It's you know it's one of those things. It's like well you know it's a uh, it's it's give and take. Yes, yes. Um, so, number one, Commissioner Gordon apparently is alive and well, which is exciting because I know there were rumors that maybe he was not going to be. Uh, and so, in this universe, um, but right. we now have an actor, J.K. Simmons, is our new Commissioner Gordon, which yes. personally I think is totally awesome. It was one of those that uh, I don't think anybody saw coming, but as soon as it was out there and it was said, all of a sudden everyone went, oh my God, that's really good. That could be really, really good. And so I I haven't seen anyone who was not on board with this. The only things that I have seen are the people who are like, oh, I guess you can't come back as J. Jonah Jameson, but come on, it's been a while. It's it's time well, for a new J. Jonah Jameson. <laughs> yeah, well, not, to, not to mention, I mean, on a personal note, I think that it's like, well, you know, you can only do so much as J. Jonah Jameson, you know, when the movie is not really supporting you very well. So, um, yeah, like he's he's done J. Jonah Jameson through the good and the bad. And so I think it's time for him to move on. And, yeah, this one immediately you saw the photoshops coming out as him as Gordon. And Which it's is just what like, I love about the Internet. I knew yeah. it was like it's it's going to be a matter of an hour and sure enough there they were i'm like god bless the fans on the internet oh yeah they're just they just jump at this crap and you know it was one of those things that it's 
uh, you know, people's renditions were very good, you know, and it was just like, yeah, you know, that's pretty much what you expect. He looks, he looks perfect for the part and, uh, his acting chops, he's just going to bring so much. I I can't wait to see his grit because he plays, he plays very fun characters, um, quite often, you know, I mean, obviously with J. Jonah Jameson, he is, he plays a very kind of cartoony, you know, comic book version. It's, he's very fun. Um, uh, you know, kind of a fun, nasty guy. But in this, in this case, you know, it's, we're going to get to see that grit that he can really bring to a role as well, you know, and, um, and as well as the light, you know, he's got a lot of heart. So, I mean, all around it, he's just one of those actor actors. Everybody knows, everybody's seen him and everybody loves him, you know? So it's just like, what a home run. Yeah. Awesome. Love it. Love it. Love it. Um, so yeah, I can't wait to see him actually as the character, um, moving on to another little, a little spoilery thing, but I, I, I hardly consider it a spoiler. It seems more like a confirmation of something that everyone thought anyway. Um, yeah. cause as we talked about in the last episode, it turns out that Jenna Malone has been, uh, is not in the theatrical cut of Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice, but she will be in the ultimate cut, which will be the R rated version available on Blu-ray and digital and all that good stuff. Um, however, thanks to this Warner brothers, a list community, which is some sort of like survey that they do for big big time fans and they were asking about Batman V Superman and different characters and actors. And in this survey, they call out who Jenna Malone is playing. Yeah. Yeah. So Uh, maybe there's a hint in the movie or a confirmation in the movie, which, you know, for people who have seen it, it wouldn't be spoilery, but you know, obviously for the rest of us who haven't seen it, um, this, this is a bit of a reveal, but like you said, not a huge, not a huge surprise. I don't think. It's it's absolutely who I wanted her to be playing, so I couldn't be happier with yep. the news. Um, and that is, you know, and this is, I guess it's spoiler. If you don't want to know who Jenna Malone is playing, it's pretty much who you thought she was. But in case you don't want to know, skip ahead a minute or two. Um, but uh, indeed, she seems to be playing Barbara Gordon, which, again, it's yes. what we thought. And I think it's perfect. I love it. Um, I definitely, uh, a lot of people go, Oh, that's great, but I hope it's Oracle. I, I don't want it to be Batgirl. And I'm like, no, I want Batgirl before Oracle. I want both. Give me Barbara Gordon, yeah. then give me Batgirl, then give me Oracle. Well, and the beauty of this is that there's they're not committing to anything quite yet, also. And I love that as well. You know, I mean, as much as I would love to see, you know, Barbara Gordon slash Batgirl slash Oracle, because wow, what a reveal of the timeline that, that is, you know, because there's there's only a certain way that really goes in in general in my mind. I mean to try and to try and mix up how she be Batgirl and Oracle. I don't know. Um, the, you you get sort of a general consensus of her story right there. Um, mm. Her being Barbara Gordon, this could go many different ways still, you know. And I do still hope it ends up in those ways. Um, but again, I I'm always fearful when they commit too hard on something too ahead of the game. I think the the smart plan is to set up a game plan and then be adaptable, you know. And and not you know, and not that they couldn't change it if they had announced this right away. But you know, the the uh, the mindset. Uh, in that, I think is is very good. But yeah, I I couldn't be happier. I I love that she's going to be uh, Barbara Gordon, and um, you know I hope we just get an, an intro into her character because I love seeing Barbara Gordon go from you know the person this this kind of interested you know um, tenacious youth uh, under her father you know who can't help but 
get involved and get and, and put her skills and her her knowledge uh, to use. And I love seeing that portion in that development of her character. So I hope we get that. Sweet, me too. And I think yeah. the casting's excellent. So can't wait to see more of her. Uh, whether it be, you know, this m- means maybe she isn't cut out of the theatrical one, or maybe they created the survey before. Not sure. We'll find out in twelve days. Uh, some people in nine days. Um, yeah. Moving on to the next little piece of news. Why don't you take this one, Jamie? Yeah. So this one is kind of an interesting. It's sort of in the other news realm, but as far as us moviegoers, it definitely affects um, what the future of movie. Uh, viewing could be um, uh, this story comes from Variety magazine and it talks about how uh, a tech mogul named uh, Sean Parker uh, who is uh, he's basically this guy who's trying to get this momentum going on new releases and and um, this premium service offering rentals of new releases in your home. So five years ago, major studio attempts to offer the first run movies in the home months uh, early set off a fierce standoff with theater owners. And we've seen this in the past, you know, where basically everyone thought, you know, well, we haven't even seen this unless you're, you know, kind of older. <laughs> but basically everybody thought, you know, that TV would take away um, from the theaters, you know. So, mm-hmm. um, again, this is we're seeing this melding of these two worlds. Uh, but basically uh, he's trying to encourage Hollywood studios and exhibit- exhibitors to wade back into their uh, controversial waters uh, and developing this thing called the screening room. Um, the company offers secure anti-piracy technology that will offer new releases in the home on the same day they hit theaters. Uh, individuals briefed on the plan said screen- screening room would charge about $150 for access to set to the set-top box that transmits the movies and charge $50 per view. Um, just call it the Enigma device. Come on, just go for it. Um, consumers have a 48-hour window to view the film. And to get exhibitors on board, the company proposes cutting them on a significant percentage of the revenue, as much as $20 of the fee. And as an added incentive to theater theater owners, Screening Room is also offering customers who pay the $50 two free tickets to see the movies at a cinema of their choice. So that way they get the added benefit of profiting from the concession sales of those moviegoers. So they're trying to kind of get this – I mean it's a a great idea I think because – there are so many people that want to see these movies right away, but they sort of just kind of decide to wait because um, mm-hmm. they're more comfortable in their own homes. Uh, but it's nice because I think this is the way to go about it if you're going to roll this out, much like we saw with digital comics versus traditional. Digital comics, they said, hey, we understand comic book stores are definitely a part of the culture. We don't want to disrupt that, um, but we do want to get in on the the market of of what people are looking for and the convenience of all this thing. You know, technology is happening. This is the future. So they get, kind of basically said, here, you know, where you can purchase your digital comics through the comic shop of your choice. So that way you're still supporting your, your local shop. You can still go get some comics there, but you can have the convenience of downloads here. Something similar happening here. Um, so what do you think of this proposition, Andy? Man, it's crazy. Um, I think that it's eventually, I think it's inevitable. I think that, I think at some point the, the, uh, the movie industry will, uh, have some sort of version of this. I think that that's just going to happen. That just seems to be the way that things are going. Um, this 
proposal is really interesting. I, I'm very curious as to see how this goes. Um, it seems like they are trying to kind of cover all bases with making it worthwhile to theaters, making it worthwhile to the studios, make it worthwhile to everybody, including uh, the viewer, the customer. So it'll be interesting to see if it happens, to see if it, it gains any real traction and then that this is a thing. Um, but you're, I mean – it does seem like it could be worthwhile to everyone involved if they split up the money accordingly. You know, 50 bucks seems like a lot to watch it at home, but if you've got four people, well, it's really not. Then you're essentially paying what you would pay in the theater. Um, yeah. And so, and you know, and then, you know, you split the cost and, and it's still enough where if you pay that – you're probably going to have people over who maybe wouldn't have gone to the theater in the first place to now watch it because it's at home. So they're still might be making more money because of it. Uh, it's really interesting. I think, you know, again, I think it's inevitable. I think it's going to happen someday. I don't know if this will be it or not, but it sounds like they're really doing everything they can to make it worthwhile for everyone involved. So it's, it's, yeah. it's fascinating to think about. Yes, absolutely. And and I agree with you. It's like you, you can't fight this stuff. The good thing is, is like be, because the theaters have already seen, I think, the convenience of watching things in your home, that they have been offering things that are like, okay, well, you know, these are the reasons to go out, you know, things like being able to get food at, and have a dining experience while you're watching your movie or bringing – uh, you know, beverages into the theater, you know, and, and having drinks at the theater and making it something like that. So, you know, and definitely making the seats comfortable, more comfortable, you know, bigger screens, bigger experience, you know. So it's they've already been smart about combating the comforts of home and the convenience of home. And so I think that that blending of the two is great because you are you are saying, hey, you know, we know that we have to do more to gain or to keep your business, you know, and at the same time, it's like, well, there are some people that that's still not going to be enough. So why not let them have the home experience? But, you know, there are two different experiences in my mind still. So I hope that both of them thrive. You know, I hope it's, it's a, a great thing for people and a great convenience for people. But I love going to the theater still, you know, I mean, they're much more comfortable now. The assigned seating thing is a great convenience, you know, so it's not the hassle it used to be, you know, mm-hmm. and, and it's a, it's not the sacrifice. I used to just be really uncomfortable in theater seats and I used to not like seeing movies a lot of times, you know, because of that. Um, so, you know, again, I think that it's, it's a great step in the right direction. So it'll be very interesting to see uh, if they can if they can make these deals work and uh, you know i think it would be smart for these theaters to get on board which it sounds like um you know they're trying to close this uh deal with uh finalizing a deal with amc um to to kind of get um this kind of ball rolling which with i i think it's smart don't oppose it you know you'll end up like blockbuster if you try and resist the future too much you know yeah exactly you know that's that's exactly it so that's why i'm like well i think it's gonna happen but whatever they tried a couple years ago didn't quite work and so now they're trying again and eventually one of these will work and catch on and you've got to find a way to to roll with it yeah yeah absolutely Cool. So, uh, it'll be interesting to see how that develops moving forward. A little, uh, a little news about President Obama. Um, he yeah. used the Joker from The Dark Knight to describe ISIS. So, in an article in The Atlantic, President Obama says this. He said, advisors recall... Um, 
yeah, oh, this it's, is I, it's, it's weird. It's like their article, and it's supposed to be like kind of a thing. It's it's about him, but it okay, kind of goes in him. and out of first person. So, yes. Okay, got it. it says, <laughs> Advisors recall that Obama would cite a pivotal moment in The Dark Knight, the 2008 Batman movie, to help explain not only how he understood the role of ISIS, but how he understood the larger ecosystem in which it grew. There's a scene in the beginning in which the gang leaders of Gotham are meeting, the president would say. These are men who have had the city divided up. They were thugs, but there was a kind of order. Everyone had his turf. Then the Joker comes in and lights the whole city on fire. ISIS is the Joker. It has the capacity to set the whole region on fire, and that's why we've got to fight it. It just shows the influence of these movies and how big, yeah. you know. And honestly, yeah. it's it's actually really smart, too, I think, uh, as a president to, to, to just be aware of, of pop culture because I think you just – reach a lot more people if you can make it relatable and so that is a reference that i think most people get and as widely screened as that movie was and influential as that character was it's like when you compare somebody to that joker you kind of know what you're getting um you're like yeah that's pretty much the ultimate chaos and evil uh (laughs) so that's oh we get it yeah that's not good that's not we get what you're saying there all that other stuff beforehand was like, you know, okay, yeah, these guys are bad, but this definitely puts a very specific kind of bad on uh, on these guys. So, you know, it just I lo- I love this stuff just because it's like, man, you know, these these movies and these it's got to be crazy, you know, for these guys, you know, these creators. Like, can you imagine uh, telling uh, you know Bob Kane and Bill Finger, like, hey, you know, not only did this character have a huge impact that you created in the future. Uh, but the president, you know, in almost a hundred years, you know, 75 years from now is going to use this character, um, uh, or, or your character, one of his character, your character's movies to reference the evil and that's being fought in the world today. Like, whoa, talk about the ultimate cultural impact right there. I mean, that's just, it's got, it would just be so crazy to have been a part of making something that is so relevant in the world um Mm -hmm. and and why i think it's so good you know um going back to the vvs idea like why these kind of are are crossing over we're seeing so much reality i think in these in these fantasy movies uh nowadays it's just they're they're so everybody knows how influential they are um and how important they are so but what a cool thing man obama i'm calling it obama's a batman fan i'm i'm calling it right there (laughs) sweet uh (laughs) Yeah, agreed. Moving forward to merchandise. Dude, this one this one may get me, Andy. This out of Really? Out of, yeah, all the things that I have and the, the little merchandise I get, uh well thanks to my girlfriend, uh watches have become a thing for me. Like I have I have a couple, I have a Nightwing watch, I have a Batman watch, and these these are looking pretty sweet. And once these came up, I was like, "Oh, this might be a game over for me right here." So, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. But these are what Andy is referencing, or what I'm referencing, is these new watches that are themed after Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice, uh, by this uh, brand. I actually hadn't heard of them before, but it's called Police Lifestyle, and they're kind of these tactical-looking watches. Um, unfortunately, there hasn't been any details released about these watches, but there are two different versions. There's, uh, They pretty much look like the same watch, just with different kind of coloring the the there's a superman and a batman one the superman one is like kind of like a a dark chrome um but almost like a little bluish tint which is kind of hard to tell if it's just the lighting or not um with the bvs logo in uh with a red background and then the uh 
the actual clock on it has red surrounding it. And then very similarly, the Batman watch is um, is the same areas that are red on the Superman watch are brown. So I think they're actually going after a little bit more of that trench coat Batman kind of deal. That In the commercials they were showing, it actually showed the trench coat Batman, the nightmare Batman. Uh, a lot more, hence the uh, the brown on this watch, but it's like a a black look, looks like a black chrome. So um, mm. I wish there was a little bit more details on these, but honestly, like whatever they sell themselves, kind of visually, I think. And, mm. and the trailer, they basically or the ads for these watches this is pretty much all the clips that we've gotten so far of BVS, and then they kind of just interstitially like show the watch with fire above it <laughs> and things like that. <laughs> so I'm like, I love it. I love these guys. They're just they're just like, yeah, no, we this movie's cool, and we just kind of want to like kind of tail on that here. So uh, so check those out online, guys, uh, and see what you think. I, I guess it just depends on how uh, pretty the penny it's going to cost for for one of these things because they, they don't oof, look. Cheap. I know that stopped me before. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's that's the problem with these sort of things. The good stuff never does look cheap. It doesn't. I know. And, it never and that's and that's why I'm collecting the 3D glasses. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, that's where I'm sure I'll actually be, but who knows? Well, if you get one, I will be happy to marvel over it and be like, "That's so cool!" But I don't wear watches, so fortunately, yeah. it's not even a temptation. So I'm like, I'm like, oh, oh cool, nice, but I'm good. You've got it figured out. Okay, so I just throw my watches in the trash and I'm fine. Okay, good. That's a good idea. <laughs> I just never got in the habit of wearing one. And so, like, now when I've tried, it just, I don't like it. It feels like it's always there. So I, you know, like, I always feel yeah. it on my on my hand. And I'm like, eh. Like, so, yeah, I just don't do it. But yeah, it's very more cool of a style watch thing than a useful thing, I think. Yeah. yeah. It's most people give me crap about it. They're like, why do you need a watch? You have a phone in your pocket at all times. And I'm like... This is not really about that. It's kind of like, you know, why do you comb your hair in the morning? It's, you know, it's like, I don't know. It's just because it I looks cool. That's I like it. Yeah, exactly. So anyway. Well, well, if they had a Batman v Superman, like digital face for an Apple watch, then I might be really, I might be really Ooh. tempted. So you hear that Warner Brothers? You hear that? <laughs> yeah. Money waiting to be made right there. All right, so finally some listener feedback. This comes from listener Eric Dobbins. Uh, and Eric says, Hello, Bat Chums. Just wanted to say, less than three weeks away. Woohoo. And Jamie, yeah. is, there any, is there any way to get your Wonder Woman song as a ringtone? That was hilarious. <laughs> you guys, keeping it real. <laughs> Thanks for making my workouts better, Jamie and Andy. Uh, looking forward to your movie review later, Eric. Well, Eric, that was a very nice and sweet uh, message. Thank you for sending it our way. Um, and yeah, I, I think that we should sell Jamie's Wonder Woman song as a single. Just oh, uh, make a million dollars and uh, and get those watches that. for Jamie. And I'm glad I'm glad to hear somebody liked it because I heard it back and I was like, "Is anyone tolerating this? Not like this is just." nonsense at this point is anyone amused by my nonsense i am i'm always amused by your nonsense thank you sir well i'll i'll keep trying to bring it as long as it's uh if it's being well received then i'll i'll try not to well who am i kidding i couldn't stop if i wanted but thank you eric i appreciate the compliment there uh you know and he's got it's just that was andy he put me up to it you know so uh you know it's really i think it's on you andy to uh i I egged it on yeah, you you're did. Like, you're yeah, like absolutely. the kid in, in the cafeteria who's like, should I eat it? And I'm like, yeah, you should eat it. You should totally mix all that stuff together and eat it. And you're like, no, I shouldn't. I'm like, oh, I dare you. So, And then you just do these things. 
Well, you know, like the Joker, you just do things. Yeah, exactly. I'm I'm not like that kid, Andy. I am that kid, and I have eaten stuff for money before. So there you go. (laughs) That just that just goes to show you. Called it. Oh gosh, pegged. Absolutely freaking pegged. Uh, oh my gosh. So, anyways, moving on. So, uh, looks like this one's from another Eric. Uh, That's another, right. Uh, this week, this week we are only reading letters um, from people named Eric. So. That's right. So, thank you, all the Erics out there, and sorry for all you non-Erics, but it's just not your week. Uh, so, Eric <laughs> Kruer says. Hey guys, it's been a while since writing in, but wanted to comment on the news that Snyder considered having Christian Bale and BVS in a different role. I don't have a question, but just wanted to share my thoughts on the DCEU rebooted universe. It's a little long-winded, but here it goes. <clears throat> Let me clear my throat for this one. I don't think ah. we should. I don't think we would ever um, give people crap for being long-winded. I, I think that we are self-aware enough to know um, that you're just part of the club. Yeah, absolutely. Our entire podcast is one long wind. Um, so it yeah, is. no, that, that was the original name. You, we so. wanted it. We wanted to call it Batman's Long Wind, but it didn't sound quite right. So <laughs> yeah, we didn't want people to get the wrong idea. That might be a different thing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so Eric says, I like to think all of the DC films and television shows exist in a multiverse. Everything from Batman sixty six to the DCU is valid. And with a multi-generational fan base, each interpretation of a character means a lot to somebody. The difference in quality of the film and, and television adaptations mirror the highs and lows in the comics where a multiverse has, does exist. I'm completely okay for them to market the DCU as a reboot. However, I don't think I'm alone when I, when I say it would be amazing for these new films to somehow acknowledge that a multiverse exists and that the characters we will see starting with BBS, at some point become aware that different versions of themselves exist in a multiverse, meaning all the different films, all the different film and TV interpretations that we have seen before. They don't need to spend a lot of time explaining it or even to make it a plot point, just a conversation probably involving The Flash and the rest of the Justice League. I feel like it's a cool way to view all the DC film and television shows through the years, and it would be one hell of a way to provide some additional fan service. Keep up the great work. Eric. Thank you, Eric. Wow, what an interesting idea. Um, Andy, thoughts? What do you think, I, man? I like that. I like that a lot. I think it's really cool. Um, and I think it's it makes perfect sense as a way to think about it. Um, I think that we already kind of think of it that way, but in a, in a less uh, definite and a much more abstract sense because we always talk about how, oh, all these different versions of Batman are valid and faithful, but they're all just valid and faithful to different eras and different takes on the same character. But to somehow make that all part of the continuity um, in that acknowledging the fact that there's a multiverse out there, I think that that is very also very faithful to the source material in the comics and in what was created in DC Comics. I think that right now on TV, The Flash has done just that. You know, there was that moment yeah. a couple episodes ago where The Flash travels to Earth 2, and when he does, he get glimpses of different Earths, and one of those glimpses was of the 1990 TV series of The Flash, which was a great way of doing exactly what you're saying, which is saying, yeah. no, that existed too. It was just on an alternate timeline it was a it was another earth it was a multiverse um and to ha- somehow acknowledge that here would also be awesome i think it, it, you're right they don't have to go deep into it because you don't want to confuse everybody uh but right. to acknowledge it somehow with the flash mentioning it uh, would be really cool because that way you can 
you can kind of reconcile them all in your brain because you're right. All of these different versions of Batman have been valid with the exception of Batman forever. Um, every other single version has been valid, but Batman forever is not. I just want to be very clear on this point. Um, every Batman movie has value except Batman forever. So um, that's just <laughs> Really, Batman and Robin. You're going Batman and Robin. Oh yeah, yeah. I will totally go to bat for Batman and Robin over Batman Forever. Um, Oh my god! And that's just for our listener who goes into rage fits every time I say things about Batman Forever. Um, (laughs) I had a a feeling this wasn't that wasn't the way you really felt. I just I just want to be extremely clear. (laughs) Batman Forever is microwaved goat ass, Um, but. But Batman and Robin has some value. Um, Whoa! Wow! <laughs> I love that. Like the the entire this entire talk right here about this has been like so. I was like, yeah, you just nailing it, digging in, yeah, and then it just rounded out with talking about how Batman Forever is microwaved goat ass. Whoa! I did not see that coming, Man, Andy. I would say I would venture to say. You're pretty silly too, my friend. You talk about my. I, I get a little silly. I get That's a little pretty silly. silly, buddy. Oh, I just like goodness. to hear like the the long off explosion of wherever wherever that guy lives. Um, <laughs> no, anyway, anyway, back to the point at hand, Eric. Uh, I love the idea. I think it's super cool. Um, I, again, I think it's extremely faithful to what what already exists in the DC universe, and to acknowledge that in this film is great. Um, and because you know it's taking a step back even further, I think that is one of the great things about the character of Batman. Batman is that everyone's got their favorite version, but that doesn't mean the other versions don't have value or aren't faithful. Um, I've already seen people worried about like, oh, now because there's a new Batman, people are going to start ripping on Nolan. Well, guess what? As much as I love the Nolan movies, I didn't start ripping on Burton. And just because I fully anticipate I'm going to love this movie, I'm not going to start ripping on Nolan or Burton um, or Adam West for that matter. You know, they're they're all valid. They're all versions of the character that we love. Uh, and so you can love them all. And by making it part of the story, the fact that they all do exist somewhere out there, I think is just a great way to further cement that idea. The end. Wow. Yeah. I, I really honestly don't have anything to add to that. Um, uh, that you pretty much nailed on the head and I agree a hundred percent with everything you said, Andy. I do just you agree that do, Batman I, forever is microwaved go ass. Oh crap. I forgot. That was part of everything you said. Uh, uh no, uh, I mean, it's, it, uh, I don't know about goat ass. Um, <laughs> I have a special, it's more like movie. goat balls, like goat balls yeah. that have been, that have been sauteed uh, in pus. You son of a, no, <laughs> uh, no, I have a, I have a love for that movie that you'll just never understand Annie. I'm sorry. But, um, but at the same time, I love what you're getting at because I think it's hilarious. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but you know, everything as far as the multiverse goes, I, I totally agree. And I will just say this. I love that this, this is essentially like string theory and all these really complicated concepts in astrophysics that have made their ways, their way into comic books that, you know, um, I mean, they've been around a while, I guess, you know, that these multiverse concepts have been around um, since at least the 90s. I know that. Uh, but really getting people to acknowledge them um, uh, outside of like the very firm collected comic book universe, other than just an excuse to have, you know, Captain America fight Batman and things like that um, is is pretty amazing. Uh, the validity that these are getting. And I and I think 
that they're being handled with that kind of validity as well, like you had said um, about the Flash. I mean, wow, that what a crazy concept that they're willing to acknowledge that. Um, but you know, it is cool because everybody can see that these are segmented differently. They are different versions of these characters. But why not let them exist on some realm? Um, where they can cross over, you know, I think that's really fun, you know, and I think that's sort of the nature of these characters where you can take their, their morals and their roots, um, very seriously, but you can still play and have fun with all these crazy concepts because it's like, well, we're already screwing around with science and time travel and all kinds of crazy stuff that seems really out there and really far fetched. Um, so why not? Why can't we have all these other things as long as, you know the all these different versions of batman that we talked about even the goat assy ones uh those are <laughs> very true morally uh these these batman have have been you know the source of who they are um you know is is all all throughout true and all very similar so as long as you get those parts right i think it's great to play around and and uh and just see how these could totally cross over so uh, thank you, uh, Eric, for that email. Andy, thank you for your summation of all that. I think that's that's absolutely perfect, man. Well, my pleasure, sir. <laughs> and I can tell you something something we haven't talked about in a while is like that's why I've been enjoying Gotham is because you I just t- think of it as like as a well in a different alternate timeline. What if Bruce's uh, childhood played out like this? And as yeah. long as you think of it like that, there's a lot of fun to be had there. I'm actually really enjoying the Mr. Freeze and Hugo Strange stuff that's going on right now. So um, I think it's, it's, it's just a, a great way to enjoy all these different takes on, on the universe um, is by keeping this in mind. So I love the, uh, I love the point you made, Eric. I love uh, the message and the thought. And uh, it just gives us fun things to think about as we see these different versions of Batman unfold over the years. Agreed. Great. Well, um, that will just about wrap it up for this episode of the Batman Universe. Thank you, Jamie. It was great uh, catching up on lots of stuff. Uh, I agree. Thank you, Andy. And uh, wow, man, we are we are right there. This is going to be we're going to be different people very soon, Andy. We're going to be the people that have seen BBS. That'll be us. That's going to be be us. We'll be misters. Hey, I've seen BBS. Let's talk about the movie instead of speculate about the movie. Um, I have a feeling after we watch it, I'm just going to basically tell you, Andy, you know, I don't know about you, but I feel a whole lot yummier. I I love it. I think I think I think that when the credits will roll, I am going to look over at you and yell joygasm. <laughs> Agreed. And all will be well. Um yes. No, I think that we should just record our faces crying like Kevin Smith did with the Flash. I think that's what we should be. Just be <laughs> be us and Brian just sitting there in the theater just with tears streaming down our faces and we're like, "Oh, it's so glorious." Well, it's so I don't know. Beautiful. If, I don't know if we'll ever top Kevin Smith, but yeah, well, there will definitely we, be well, some you tears. You can't. It's no. an homage. You can't top it, but you can pay tribute. Uh, yes. So yeah, it's it's going to be glorious. Twelve more days, and in the meantime, lots of excitement and lots of things going on. I'll tell you, I ran out to and bought. Honey Nut Cheerios because it had a Batman v Superman comic book inside. So make sure you pick up some General Mills cereals. They got comic books in them. Well, oh FYI yeah, well, for I, you. I, I've been seeing. Yeah, I'm Dr Pepper. I'm like you animals. You're getting me. And actually, I think it's Coca Cola products. All Coca Cola products too. Yeah, no, they have a bunch it's of just Dr Pepper. 
Oh, it is Doctor just Doctor Pepper. Doctor Pepper only, yeah. So, so oh yeah, gosh. I've been I've been drinking way more Doctor Pepper than I ever have in my life because I'm like it has Batman <laughs> on it. Um, yeah, it so Batman so it. it does. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so well, well, like yeah, it was like a couple weeks ago. Samantha was like, "Andy, why do we have a case of Dr Pepper in the fridge?" And I was like, "Because it has Batman on it." End of conversation. That's all. Yeah, like if she would have, if she, she must have just not seen the logo on there. Like yeah. that, that would have been the no. She would have known right away. Because I never buy soda for home, but right now I do. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, but yeah, anyway, it's fun to get wrapped up in the hype because we are 12 days away. Um, in the meantime, lots of stuff to enjoy. Make sure that you do go to the BatmanUniverse.net and find all of the different cool Batman stuff that's happening in the comics, movies, TV, etc. Make sure you check out all the other podcasts on the Batman Universe. Make sure you check out my other show, Holy Batcast. Um, again, just did an episode about Batman Bad Blood. So if you need a break from BVS hype and want to look at the new Batman animated film, we did that on Holy Batcast. You can also check out Holy Batcast on YouTube because there's a bunch of random silly videos up there. Um, you can follow uh, Jamie on Twitter, on Instagram, Batman Pop Tart, or you can follow me, Andy D. Genova, uh, A N D Y D I G E N O V A. But that is where we will wrap up this episode number 156 of the Batman universe. We will see you next time uh, here in Gotham or as we call it, the Batman universe. The Batman universe is not affiliated with Warner Brothers or DC Entertainment. The thoughts and opinions expressed by the participants are theirs and theirs alone and do not represent the companies or organizations that they happen to work for. But thanks for joining us for this episode, and we will see you around Gotham. Are we going to do this podcast like mobsters? Is that what we're doing? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So people are seeing this movie, okay? And, uh, you know, if you don't see this movie... uh, might Did be on you the wrong see side these the mooks who already seen BVS and are trying to ruin it for us? You don't try to ruin Batman v Superman for us, okay? You know I can hardly believe these fellas coming over here and trying to tell us this movie before when we When I go see, see the movie, I'm gonna, not going to get popcorn. I'm going to have a cannoli. What's wrong with that? <laughs> I think that's uh, that's just a launching point right there for the rest the, of the year. All right, and away we go. <laughs> <laughs>